but there's somebody right right now, you know, praying, begging God for a way out. And they're not exposed to it. They they don't know how. They don't know what they They don't don't know. know. Have no idea how. I mean, if if I'm giving like my husband is now an entrepreneur. You know, he's an entrepreneur now. I'm an entrepreneur now. But growing up. Welcome to Mama Soul's Wisdom I Am Love Movement Podcast, the place where you will learn how to build a five-dimensional family through decades of experience, where the core values are learning what is possible through love and acceptance and knowing how to do right by your family. We'll assist in the growth of you and the ones you love. of success outside the home that will ever compensate for the failure inside of your home. Now, introducing the host of the I Am Love Movement Podcast, the one and only Mama Soul Wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. Do you want to live your life by design and not by default? Do you want to belong to a movement bigger than yourself? If you want to go from victimhood to victory for yourself and your families, then fearlessness is our battle cry, and it all starts with self-love and acceptance. My name is Loretta Wetzel, also known as Mama Soul Wisdom, and I am the founder of I Am Love Movement. I created this podcast for individuals and families, both traditional and non-traditional. You know, I have a coach that always tells me as human beings, we are all a hot mess. Things can get messy. So I've learned to share everything with you on old school wisdom for a new generation so that you can live your biggest and best life. Now, there are four key principles that you'll hear throughout my podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, let me let you know. Number one, it all starts with self-love and acceptance. You must start there first in order to be able to share with your families. Let me ask you a question. If you stood in the mirror, if you took away all the designer clothes, all your home, your status symbols, and you stood in the mirror, Could you look yourself in the eye and say, I love myself? Most people, I think, would say yes, but it's worth looking and checking it out. Number two, focus on families. Traditional families, non-traditional families, adopted families, single-parent families, multiple-parent families, grandparents are not head of household. It's all good. The family unit, we must spend time having conversations with it and strengthening our families. Number three, connectivity. I am you and you are me. We all bleed the same. It's time that we stand as light warriors, sharing our light 
as leaders we are meant to be individually, in our families, in our communities, in our global uh, communities, and with our global neighbors. And number four, this is a conversation about humanity. Understand that together we are never alone. And I ask that you become curiously engaged with people who don't look like you, think like you, or talk like you. Now, for today's old school wisdom saying for a new generation, my mama used to tell me, baby, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. My daddy used to tell me, you better keep a hustle on the side. Let me put it to you this way. If you have a four-legged wooden chair and you cut off one of those legs, what happens to the chair? It becomes unstable. It falls over. If you have one source of income, say a W-2 job, and you lose that job, what happens to your life? You become Financially unstable. Do you realize that in 2020, over 43 million people have filed for unemployment? Now, having said that, you might want to consider a business, something that you're passionate about, something that you love to do, and turn it into a business to generate income. So today, we're going to talk about families and entrepreneurship with someone that's very near and dear to my heart, Poppy Massey. She's an entrepreneur, a parent, and a powerful woman in her own right. Poppy was born and raised in Long Beach, Beach, California. She attended the University of California on a full-ride volleyball scholarship. So full ride, volleyball, you know she's tall, right? She also earned Hall of Fame honors. So you know excellence is in her mindset. Now, after graduation, Poppy began working in corporate world, helping people to find jobs, eliminating credit card debt. But you know what? You get a taste of that corporate America and you look behind the curtain and you see what really goes on. She became disillusioned seeing all the discriminatory practices that took place. And then she became part of the membership of the Rift Club, Reduction in Force. That's right. We have that in common because we were both laid off from corporate America. So that happened in 2008. I'm sure many of you can relate to that, but you know what? She made a powerful choice to be a stay-at-home mom and to work from home. Now, she's been married to the love of her life, Jay, for 17 years. She has four beautiful children, and I am so thrilled that she has decided to spend some time on this podcast. Poppy, welcome, girl. You all that, and I'm so proud of you. You're out there doing your thing. Say hello to our viewers across the world. Wow. 
Hello, everyone. I am so honored uh, to be on this webinar, or I'm sorry, this uh, podcast <laughs> with you. You know, in Zoom day and age, it's all about the webinars, right? But, you know, I, I'm just grateful that, you know, after all these years, you, you thought of me and, you know, invited me to share, you know, my heart and my story with, with your audience. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored. Awesome. Okay, well, let's just jump right into it. Share about how you overcame previous life challenges and like share with our viewers to what did you do to overcome them? So I'm going to share about something that, you know, up until this moment, I wasn't you know, quite sure that I wanted to share about. But today I had kind of a near death experience. I said, you know what, it's now or never. Um, and and Loretta, I've never shared this with, with the public. Y'all hear it here first, uh, but all throughout my life, I've struggled with depression. And I think, um, you know, in this day and age, we have opened the doors uh, for, for many people to talk about mental illness or, or any type of, you know, untypical brain patterns or, you know, chemical, you know, imbalances or what have you. I know, you know, in times past, there was a huge stigma around mental illness. You know, if you, if you were, depressed and that meant, you know, if you were religious or whatever, that meant that you weren't close to God. Um, if you, you know, if you weren't religious or whatever, it just meant that you were crazy or you weren't doing something right. You know, and we really didn't take the time to, you know, come next to people that had mental illness, you know, and I myself, you know, I've been a Christian 26 years, you know, and I love how the, the word talks about how Jesus got side by side with, with a man named Legion, you know, who had had several, you know, several demons. Yes. Legion was hungry, yes. but he came next to him and, and you know, Legion cried out and, and Jesus brought healing. And so, you know, if it's good enough for the Bible to talk about, then, then I want to talk about it. And one of the, you know, I wouldn't say that it's something that you overcome and, and you're done. Uh, this, is, this is a battle that, you know, war that rages on. But one of the things that I have been doing over these recent years, um, you know, is a lot of meditation, you know, outside of, you know, scripture and prayer, I've been really taking time to look inward and figure out who I am and what it is that I want. And, and these are things that I have to do frequently. Again, it's not a one and done situation, um, but I've been reading books. I've been getting together with other women, you know, who, who struggle with it or battle with certain life circumstances and you know there's power in community um you know, say that you, again you have to fight and go through something alone you know the enemy will cozy up to you and, and tell you lies in your head and your mind thinking that i'm all alone nobody else struggles with this you know why are you even thinking like this nobody's gonna believe you nobody's gonna have compassion for you if you say it they're not gonna love you and that's all lies it's absolutely Absolutely. Um, so, community, you know that you're not alone, and you you can find ways to to, to persevere and, and and overcome step by step, you know, on the way to healing. Absolutely, you know, it's so important that we talk about the things that in the past were unspeakable, unmentionable. It's keep a stiff upper lip and. Keep the facade on, like, and don't let anybody know what's really going on. 
And you'd be surprised about how many other people are also dealing with what you are going through. Now, you mentioned a near-death experience. (laughs) Okay, so it's, and and before I go, you know, let me say, I I do not condemn or criticize anybody that is struggling with sharing that because back in the day, especially for us, you know, melanated folks, um, you, you couldn't talk about it. You know, in slave times, you would get beaten or killed. Um, in, in times of hardship, you know, just the African American community has struggled so much, you know, just to survive. So what happens when you're you're past the survival stage and you're looking to turn the corner to thrive? And you know, bringing that back to um, my near death experience, I'm not. Jo- I wish I was joking. I um, took off today uh, to go run an errand. And I was starving, you know, and, and this just goes to show don't don't rush eating or, or anything like that. But I, I took a snack with me and, um, you know, I was driving and I ate part of the snack and I was rushing and, and probably didn't chew it all the way. And I swallowed and, you know, found myself choking in the middle of the street, driving my car. Oh, no. Choking. Oh, and, no. Um, I would have to say that. You talk about a series of events that happen in your life. Certain things you don't piece together until a certain event. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, about six months ago, I got trapped in my bathroom. And again, I have a series of hilarious stories and things that just like, you did what? So the door to my bathroom, I have a ba- huge, pretty big bathroom, but the, the toilet area you know, was really small. You know how you got to close the door to your business, whatever. So... I, doing myself, or tried to fix the door handle, but it broke. And so I'm sitting in this bathroom, no phone, no nothing. You know, I know that's unheard of nowadays, but I did not have my phone. And I got locked in the bathroom. And I panicked. And what, I don't know if anybody on this line has ever had a panic attack or had a situation where, because I, I, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like being trapped. I got trapped on a roller coaster, you know, when I was younger. It was not a good thing, so I don't want to get trapped. So I'm shaking this door handle, and I'm pretty strong, and I'm thinking I could rip this door off, but I couldn't. And so I'm almost to a point where I'm blacking out, banging on the door. Fortunately, my husband came to get me, but that was, like, literally right before I passed out from panic. And so after I got out of that situation, I said I was not going to panic again. If I ever got into that situation again, I would do things differently. Lo and behold, about a month later, I forgot to fix the door and I got trapped again because I forgot. Uh, so, what, you know, at that point, I did have my phone, thank God. But once I got trapped, I started feeling those feelings of panic again. So I said, you know what? No, I'm going to breathe. My yoga breathing, my training, training. And then I just calmed down, had the presence of mind to call my husband and get out of that bathroom. And I was so proud of myself. So, you know, going back to the choking incident, the night, last night, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. Um, and so I ended up watching YouTube videos. And you know how you suck down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos? I was watching a video about um, why you cannot um, breathe when you swallow. And they showed an illustration of how there's a flap on your throat, you know, that when you eat, it closes, so it closes off the airway, okay? Don't I, why did I see this video? But then when I was in the car, I was at a stoplight, and, and 
just trying to breathe. But I was picturing in my mind, number one, I was like, I'm not going to panic. I remembered my bathroom training. I am going to focus on staying alive and what that means is breathing. And then the video, the YouTube video came into my mind because I don't know if somehow I got that trapped, you know, in my, my breathing passage or, you know, throat or whatever was happening, it was tightening up and I felt that blackout starting to happen again. So I had to, again, calm myself down. I pictured in my mind that little flap and I don't know if it was just mental willpower or whatever, but you know, I was just swallowing. It just kept, you know, tightness. So I, I when the light turned green, pulled into a parking lot. Um, again, normally if I drank some a little bit of water, the stuff would go down. It was not going down. So I, I in the midst of trying, you know, doing my best not to panic, just still breathing. I was like, Lord help me. And I just again just stayed calm. And eventually, there was a bubble or something that burst. I, I heard kind of a gargle, and I just I, I threw up. And it was either you know pass out on the side of the road, or you know keep fighting for my life. Stay. I had to stay calm. This went on for minutes, to where I'm thinking I'm going. If I don't stay calm, I'm going to die. Mm. Nobody, you know. Was coming to help me. Nobody it was, you know, it was kind of side road and not a lot of traffic. Nobody, I was going to die alone, choking on a piece of cheese. You know, not the way I envisioned. No, none of us. None of us. <laughs> you know, so, what um, type of lessons would you share with your family after experiencing something like this? Both the panic attack in, in the bathroom, because that's happened to folks before, like the doorknob falls off, you find yourself in unexpected situations, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I'm stuck and I'm trapped. And now I've never had a near-death experience, but there's got to be some lessons that you would share with your family. Yeah, number one, um, Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention to lessons that you are learning through life because one day they may save your life. Um, number two, things are going to have bad stuff is going to happen. You know, uh, accidents will happen in car accidents, you know, things that you don't plan for, things, serious things to where we have got to find a way to not to stay calm and mm -hmm. not panic, whether it's your death situation or any circumstance like right now with COVID and everything that we've got going on, civil unrest, you know, all everything that's going on in the world, we gotta find a way to not panic and to, to draw on, you know, previous experience. To, if you if you, you know, are spiritual, you know, call on I was calling on the Lord. <laughs> you know, help me out here and you know, find your strength, but Ultimately, you know, you got to fight. If, if I was not, if I did not have, call back on that training, stay calm, keep breathing, and have the desire and the will to live, I was gone. And, and you know, whatever it is that, you know, you want in life, I know that there's another analogy, you know, talking about the master, how he held his student down underneath the water till he actually did pass out. 
And then when he brought him back, he's like, why did you do that? He's like, you got to want whatever you want in life as badly as you want to breathe. And that, that's um, that's going to be my lesson moving forward is what I would share to my children is there is no, whatever great thing that you want to do or accomplish, there is no easy way to it. You have got to fight. And it may cause you to get to a point where emotionally you are near emotional or spiritual death before you see the light. So powerful. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So tell me, what is it that from a professional standpoint with your career, because you have a direct sales business, as well as from a personal standpoint, what is it that you would like to achieve next year? Um, there, there, you know, the top levels. Um, I am within inches of a promotion. And, you know, w- within our company, within our organization, you cannot reach certain levels without helping people, without becoming a different version of yourself. And I recognize that. I realize that I'm not, I'm, I'm urgent, but I understand there's a process. And next year, I want to help as many people as possible. As a matter of fact, um, Chicago is on my heart because, you know, there, there are so many people that try to poke holes in what's going on right now, um, again, with the civil unrest and things of that nature. But a lot of times they'll point to Chicago. They're like, well, what about black on black crime? Well, nobody else has is talking about you know ethnic on ethnic crime. Nobody else has that moniker, but but us. And and you know without having to go into the reasons why, Chicago's always been on my heart because I have a lot of friends and, and people that I care about in that area. And it's not to say that that Orange County or LA doesn't have you know things that are going on. I got a heart for you know I'm from Long Beach, you know graduated from Long Beach Poly. I got a heart for Long Beach too, but um, God has put Chicago on my heart. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I want to do is just build relationships with people out in that area to be able to help the community to heal. You know, I don't have all the answers. I have no idea what that would even look like. But I've looked up nonprofits. You know, I myself have connections out there, you know, working on, you know, building strong relationships to where, because it doesn't necessarily need to come directly from me. You know, I may meet someone who knows someone who has a connection to someone who could change. You're the conduit. Right. And so I'm, I'm again, it may not come from me, but if, if that's what you know, God has put on my heart, then I'm going to keep going you know, step by step until I reach that goal. But, but again, um, you know, reaching those top levels positions uh, by helping people along the way. You know, get helping people get what they want. Right. Well, there's a quote, and I don't I can't remember who said it, but if you help other people get what they want, you'll be able to have everything that you want. So right. you definitely believe in serving others, which is critical. And thank you, given that I'm a native Chicagoan. So I appreciate the fact that you want to support wherever. California, Los Angeles, Orange County, Chicago as well. But 
What's your take on, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit because I know I asked you about professional and personal, but given that you mentioned Chicago and you brought it up, what's your take on um, the gang violence and the the unrest that uh, flares up in major cities from time to time? Do you have a particular opinion or take on that? So it's interesting that you ask, and, you know, again, I, I, I will not say that I grew up in a gang. You know, my, my family, we were, you know, not touched by that. Um, I did go to high school with many gang members and things of that nature, but, you know, there's a scripture that says, you know, what causes fights and quarrels among you? You fight and kill and covet, but you don't get what you want, you know, because you don't, you don't ask God do you ask with the wrong motives so we all want something we all want something whether it's you know to earn a living that like because there are some people out there that are you know in a gang because they just want to earn money they want to earn a living to support their family i know it sounds crazy there are people in gangs that just want to belong to something mm-hmm. they just want to belong it's not it's not even you know certain gangs were formed for protection you know, it, it wasn't a matter of, oh, we wanted to form this game and rob and steal and, and all this stuff. It was a method of staying safe and alive, you know, because back in the day, there was some fish on. I know there was some stuff going on, and folks had to gather together to protect themselves. Now, it may have evolved into turf wars and, and things of that nature, but, you know, if we give people something greater than themselves, if people see a, a reason, you know, to to do better, they will do better. If you give them the tools, if you get some people won't, you know, there 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 will always be the poor among us. There, you know, whether that's uh, uh, monetarily poor or emotionally, mentally poor, um, they, they'll always be there. But there's somebody right that right now, you know, praying, begging God for a way out. And they're not exposed to it. They They don't know how. They don't know what they don't know. Have no idea how. I mean, if if I'm giving like my husband is now an entrepreneur. You know, he's an entrepreneur now. I'm an entrepreneur now. But growing up, the only way we thought we could earn money was you know bouncing a basketball, um, singing a song, or or dancing. Like just girl preach. You know, we didn't. You're not taught in school. Well. Back then, now it's a little different, but we weren't taught there were options. And so you if people don't know their options, and, and here's another thing, if people don't know their options and don't have mentorship, they're not surrounded in a community where people are fighting for the next best thing. Because let me tell you, some of your biggest haters are people with your last name. Yes. Mom, you know, and then Grant, my, my mom and dad support uh, they they it was a fight for a while, <laughs> but it's 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 a number of different things, you know. And and yes, there are some people that get out of that, but they are the exception. You know, they have something in them that you know, I don't care where you put them, they're gonna succeed. That's not the rule. That is not the rule. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. You know, I'm curious. What lessons would, how, how many children do you have, Poppy? Four children. 
and they age range from what to what? 23 to 9. 23 to 9. Got it. Girl, that's a gap. But that's all right. That's cool. So question, what valuable lessons would you share with them in terms of entrepreneurship? Are any of them interested in their own business? So I will I will take you along a journey. Uh, the 23-year-old is a beautiful soul, uh, free spirit. Um, thought she wanted to go to business school to be like daddy, but it just wasn't. That was not her her. But not her jam, not her thing. Uh-huh. So, you know, she she veered away from that, still, you know, went to school, and it's still in school. Um, but recently, she's shown an interest in stocks, which I found interesting, we find interesting. But so that's one. She, she actually is in business with me, you know, kind of just hanging out, not doing much, but that's all right, maybe one day. Uh, the 12 year old cannot wait to be in business. Mommy. Um, however, after COVID, she started her own online business. Uh, mommy and Daddy helped her out, and in the first month of her business, she brought in about three grand in revenue. See now, now see now that's what I'm talking about right there, right so, there. Twelve years old. Listen, people. When opportunity knocks. You got to take advantage of it. COVID, for those people who have an entrepreneurial spirit or an entrepreneurial pilot light, and you maybe have never started a business before, but you know that now is the time to take advantage. Right. You got a 12-year-old. That said, ah, what am I going to do with my time? And created an online business. What's the online business? So she um, she sells things on Mercari. And, mm-hmm. Okay, so get this. Get this. So she asked us, she told us she wanted to start. Oh, and I didn't bring it. I thought I brought it down with me. But she started, a, she wanted to start a lip gloss business and a little bit of skincare. So we're like, well, where are you going to get the money from? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. So we had some things, you know, that we didn't use for some of our short-term rental units. And we told her, you know, you can sell um, some of the stuff. Like she, she just basically had an online garage sale. Um, you know, we, we taught her how to portion it out. You know, 50% of the, the revenue coming in goes back to your other business. You know, other percentages go here. So she really learned it. And, and so... Everything that she purchased came from, you know, that revenue. And I taught her how to do spreadsheets and how to, you know, for her inventory and how much it costs and how much it goes. And she is just, she is on fire. Like now, about two hours ago, she was in her week. Get this. So we took our family room. We, we moved the dining room table out the dining room. There's two telethons in there. But uh, we, moved, <laughs> we moved it out, created the, the family room is now her shipping office. So there's cabinets and, um, not right now. So there's cabinets and everything that, you know, she needs. That's, that's going out to kids right now, um, to do her business. That's her, she's got a bigger office than I do. I love it. You I know, love it. Supplies and everything. So, you know, when she goes back to school and they ask, well, what'd you do this summer? <laughs> you got 
got a story to tell. And as a matter of fact, we were we were excited because you know how Facebook you got those ads that pop up, you know, yes. kids and all this stuff. So we're like, oh well, maybe she can learn something new. She came in the day of, she's like, why? I already know this stuff. You guys already taught me. That's now that is the beauty of families and entrepreneurship working together. So now you know, right? I gotta have to have you and your daughter back on my podcast. (laughs) Right? I'll give it a few months. I'll give it a few months. But that's so exciting because I want to hear the 12 year old's perspective of what it's like to run a business. And then what about the other two? Now are they also interested in business as well? So the uh, 11 year old, she pretends she wants to be. <laughs> she, she's, uh, she's not there yet. Okay. She's going to be a negotiator. Like she'll be the buyer. When you need supplies, but you need a little discount, that'll be her. Um, hmm. And our nine year old boy, he keeps asking me, when can I join your team? When can I join your team? Got to be 18, baby. Okay, nine years to go. So he's going to be the I love it. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. There's a role for each child, whether they're creating their own business, if they're the negotiator, if they're the marketer. It's like, okay, this is a family that believes in serial entrepreneurship, and they've passed that on to the kids. I love it. So tell me about your favorite nonprofit charity. Do you, do you have a charity that you typically support? I do. Uh, it's Project Feeding Kids. And, you know, it, it was a part of my other direct sales business, part of my business now. And every time someone signs up to be a customer, Project Feeding Kids will make a donation through Feeding America to the local community. Awesome. As an entire organization. Other organization that I have been able to support in the past few weeks is the Black Star Project. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have, but go ahead and share with our with our listeners. Yes, ma'am. It's a Chicago-based nonprofit, and their goal is to provide educational services and you know just support uh, to the local community for kids. So, you know, kids are are very near and dear to my heart because you got to get them young. You know, it's like the Matrix. If you, if you try a free phone when they're too old, it, it may backfire. Not always, but, you know, you got to get them young. Got to catch them when they're young. Well, Poppy, it has been an honor, such a joy to have you on the show because it's all about families and entrepreneurship, and it's wrapped in love. You know, it's so critical because your daughter is is blessed to have two parents that are both entrepreneurs in their own right with multiple businesses and she gets to learn from her parents as role models and go out and implement you know her passion what it is that she wants and the beauty of it of all of it is you had her earn her way. you like, you want to make this happen? And you mentioned it earlier. 
You got to want success as bad as you want to breathe. You just didn't give it to her in a silver platter. You had to work for it and earn it. And now she is so appreciative of the, not only the, the results from the business, but it's the confidence, it's the decision-making skills, it's the independence of being able to run your own business. And these are the life skills we pass on to our children, our families. So when they go out in the world, they are equipped to handle and to deal with whatever comes their way. So it's been just such a blessing having you on, Poppy. Thank you so much. Poppy Poppy Massey, everybody. Uh, she is what I call a rock star, powerful individual in her own right with her husband and her family, serial entrepreneur, uh, creating income, multiple streams of income with her business, all while raising a family, and they're doing the same thing. So if you want to learn more about entrepreneurship and families, go to mamasoulwisdom.com. I know you want to do right by your family. So I share old school wisdom for a new generation so that you and your kids can live their biggest and best life. I talk about families and entrepreneurship. Check it out. I also want you to remember, love and light are healing forces. So go make a positive difference in someone's life today. Rise up and shine. Rise up and thrive. Rise up and succeed and rise up and be who you are meant to be. This is Mama Soul Wisdom, founder of the I Am Love Movement, sending you compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness. Until next time, always, 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 always remember, love yourself first. Thanks, Poppy. Love you. Love you, girl. Thank you for tuning in to Mama Soul Wisdom's I Am Love Movement podcast. We hope that you have received a massive amount of value through the tips and tools provided here on today's episode. We look forward to helping you and your loved ones grow each and every day by sharing some of Mama Soul Wisdom. to sign up and register today to Mama Soul Wisdom's mailing list and tune in next time for our next episode of the I Am Love Movement podcast.